upward into her leer, and his pale blue eyes shone with a glitter Rooney had seen in many men. Now, you and me, we can have ourselves a good time. Sloan let his eyes run up and down the girl's trim figure, took in the oval face, the short-cropped curly auburn hair, and the large dark blue eyes, now wide with fright. The fear in the girl pleased him, for he'd rather see women's fear than try to earn their admiration or love. Stepping inside, he kicked the door shut with his foot and stood there, staring at her. "'I brought us a bottle,' he said, taking a brown bottle from his inner pocket. "'We're going to have us a real good little party, little girl.' Rooney backed away, her eyes darting around. But there was no way of escape except through the door that Sloan blocked. You, you better leave or I'll scream. Sloan set the bottle down on a battered table and advanced toward her. He was drunk and had come to find Clara Smith, having enjoyed her favors in the rooms over the gay lady. He was a handsome brute and a womanizer, though his taste ran to the coarser types found on Beacon Street. The sight of the young girl brought a surge of lust, and he grinned as he moved toward her. Rooney twisted, moving behind a chair to escape the man, but he seized it and threw it aside. You need a man, sweetheart, and I'm the man you need. Fear shot through Rooney, and she made one desperate attempt to fling by Sloane, but he caught her by the arm. Come on, honey, don't be so shy. Suddenly, the man released her arm and crumpled to the floor. Rooney was startled to see Buck suddenly standing in the room. It's me, sis, Buck said. Rooney blinked, and her eyes focused on the face of her brother. You okay? Buck, what? Rooney stopped speaking as she looked at the form of Sloan on the floor. He was lying on his back, and his eyes were wide open. A wound gaped like an open mouth on his scalp, just over his left ear, and blood dripped steadily onto the wooden floor. Wildly, Rooney looked up to stare at the small form of her brother. He met her gaze, then suddenly tossed down the heavy iron poker he'd been holding. It clattered on the floor, startling Rooney, and he said in a frightened voice, I... I think I killed him, sis. Rooney stared at Buck, then dropped to her knees beside the still form. Fearfully, she put her hand on the broad chest, then looked up to whisper, No, he's alive. The explosion of violence had robbed Buck of all but fear. I come in and he was hurting you, Rooney. He was an undersized lad with brown hair and large brown eyes, his cheeks now pale as paper. I had to stop him. Seeing the boy's panic, Rooney got to her feet and drew him close. I know, Buck. I know you did. He began to tremble, his thin form shaking in her embrace. Will, will they hang me for it? He whispered. Pulling his head back, he stared at her, his eyes wide with fear. Will they, sis? No, no, they won't. If he dies, they will. 
Rooney said quickly. He's not going to die. But looking down, she saw that the man was well-dressed, obviously not a drunk or a bum. He'd come to Beacon Street, as many men did, for drinking women. The police will believe him, not Buck and me. The thought flashed through Rooney, and instantly she knew they had to move him. We've got to get him out of here, Buck. Buck was almost paralyzed with fear, but he was a quick-witted boy. He had to be, to survive among the dregs of Vicksburg. Yeah, that's right, he said with a nod. He glanced down and shook his head. He's so big, Rooney. I know, but we've got to do it. Turning quickly, she moved to the door, opened it, and stared outside. It's fairly dark outside. We have to get him into the alley.